0: Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Stone Unturned.
1: Mr. Steel, you drive me so flippant! Crazy sometimes. Let me just focus so I can finish this.
2: Finish the job, Director W gave you, so she can take over the galaxy, or who the hell knows what?
3: She's headed dark matter. Steel galaxy's already been taken.
2: I'm sorry, Falco. Did I miss the part where literally anybody was talking to you? I've
3: been
1: trying to tell you this job ain't got anything to do with dark matters, Director W. And I've been telling
2: you, Rita. I don't want to know anything about whatever the hell she's been up to because I don't care. I am done with Sasha Wire.
1: Well, if I can't tell you, I guess you better just let me do it!
2: So you're just going to do whatever she tells you? That's the plan?
1: I really don't see any other way out of this! Especially since someone let himself get locked in here with the rest of us! How
2: was I supposed to you know the door locks from the outside? Mr.
1: Steele, we tackled the door about 40 times! What the heck else was that supposed to mean?
3: Sorry for the language. Hey, uh, if you two don't mind, maybe we ought to focus on getting out of this apparently booby trap secret base. Because if I start needing to live off all this junk food for a few days... I'm gonna be a walking stomach cramp. Oh, boo-hoo, you ain't have a goddamn pie in my car. It was one slice! Steel Pam knows I like a big slice, and don't you dare call her delicious homemade pies junk food!
2: Well, whatever it is, you spilled it all over the car seat, so thanks for that.
3: Last time I spilled something, you told me the seats are self-cleaning! They are,
2: but you could show it a little more goddamn respect. It's just a car, Steel! You come over here and say that, you crusty stop, old-
1: Stop, stop, stop! It is really really hard for me to focus on getting us out of here with everyone arguing with Mr. Steele all the time. Me? You think
3: I'm the one who's always arguing? I mean, yeah. you are. Mm.
1: So just go sit over there or something. Yish. You gonna help me with my notes, Sheriff Falco?
3: Rita, we've known each other 20 years. You can call me pup. Just
1: answer the question.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, sure. I'll read your notes. That's alright, uh this one says Big Scoops Ice Cream. That mean anything to you? Alright, next ones. HCPD employment database.
2: Alright. I guess I'll just go sit over there then and just like a take a nap, you know, I guess.
3: You know what that means. Whatever. Well, yeah, well, of course you do. Ugh.
2: It was the first time in around 15 years that Puck, Rita, and I had all been in the same room together. And, partially because I didn't want to look at that room any more than I had to, I'd spent the last 45 minutes distracting myself by pissing them both off as much as possible. My name's Juno Steele, and I'm the kind of guy who can make my own family go from tearful reunion to shut the hell up in 15 minutes flat. Things hadn't started out that rough, though. Pretty soon after Rita had managed to plug the waterworks, she hit Puck and me with this gem.
1: Okay. Phew. Okay, so now that I know you're safe, Mr. Steele, I'm gonna escape. Whee! What? Well, um, Director W, she... She had all these things for me to do, and she said that if I didn't, or if I stopped, she'd... She'd kill you, Mr. Steele.
2: Kill me? <laughs> When'd she say that? Juno. On
1: the cot watch Right after she, you know, caught me. She never even let me see Captain A or Miss Vespa.
3: That liar. You know what she tried to do, Rita? She- ch- You know. Does this seem like the best time to upset her? Right before she's gonna bust her brains getting us out of here?
2: You wanted to learn something about wire, Puck. Now we learned it. You think
3: things have been easy for Rita in here? She's got bags under her eyes bigger than that four-gallon sack of marshmallows. Let her get some rest before you break her heart again.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I guess I should.
3: Anyway, Rita, what's the super plan you got cooked up over there? Get us out of here in five minutes, I bet.
1: It might be closer to five hours. Five hours? Well, you see, for the work Director W asked me to do, she had to give me access to the computer systems in this place. And I just got so bored without any of my streams to watch, I just started poking at everything. One time, I almost deactivated the O2 system, and let me tell you, I was sure holding my breath waiting to see how Rita was going to get out of that one.
3: Escape plan?
1: Oh, right. So anyway, eventually I got into the camera systems and use the cameras to figure out the layout of this whole building. If you want to see my notes, they're that big stack of paper that looks like a support column in the middle of the room. And once I did all that, I decided none of it was actually going to work. So instead, I'm going to just finish up the job Director W asked me to do, and then the door will unlock and we can get out of here. What? It's not that big a deal, Mr. Steele. I'm almost done with it anyway. I just You think uh, if you
2: do what she asks, she's just going to let you go? Really?
1: It's either that or risk running out of air again. That was my other plan, and it didn't go great.
2: Well, take the risk, then, because we are not doing what she wants.
1: But all she
3: wants is... I don't want to hear it. Hey, uh, how's about we consult the group before we sign us all up for suffocating to death?
2: You can't really be taking this seriously, Falco.
3: Director W.
1: said as soon as I finished this job, the door would unlock and I could leave.
2: And you believed her?
1: No, that's why I tried to escape, but my other plan's too risky, so... I don't know what else to do. If I turn off the generator connected to the life support systems, hoping that the power surge will unlock the door and it doesn't, all three of us are hot bread. Toast? No, thank you. I already ate breakfast twice.
3: We can't do this. We can't just keep doing whatever Sasha wants. That's how she wins. Well, dying in a space rock somewhere doesn't exactly sound like a win for us Steele, Vote on it.
1: I want to do the one where we don't probably die, thank you.
3: I want that too, Juno.
2: Doesn't matter. I'm outvoted. Get us out of here quick, I guess. On it! So that was a little under an hour ago, and it sure sounded like we'd have a few more hours to go before we were through. And in the meantime, the three of us were locked inside Sasha Wire's bedroom. Sorry, did that seem like a leap? It didn't feel like one at the time. Remember that I had spent years hanging out in Sasha Wire bedrooms in Old Town in the HCPD Academy. I'd known what this was at first glance. Because... In a Sasha-wire bedroom, everything has to be at right angles. Everything was either parallel or perpendicular to the door you entered through. And I don't just mean furniture. A book, a stack of papers on the desk. Hell, when I slept over, she'd put tape on the floor to mark where my head and feet were supposed to go. Because understanding was impossible without order for Sasha. She could only get her thoughts in the right place if her things were in the right place, too. Also, absolutely nothing was green. Back in the day, she'd blow up if I used one of her pens, even if I put it right back where I found it. I didn't know what it meant that she'd let Rita wreck the place. It put a sick, wet feeling in my stomach. I couldn't stand trying to read Sasha's rooms like this. It was exactly what I'd been trying to avoid, but with Rita and Puck busy, I only had one other choice, and eventually I made it. So I opened Reyev's journal, and I picked up on Sarasvati.
4: Even with interplanetary tickets, our flight to Sarasvati was difficult. If I am protective of my anonymity now, Juno, it is largely because I remember too well how it feels to be public enemy number one. For years my face and name stood on display in every space station and constabulary for light years around. By that metric, it was incredibly stupid of me to go to Sarasvati, a planet so close to Brahma it shared the same orbit around our dull red sun. And yet, looking back... I'm certain I would never have been able to escape Brahma without Slip's help.
5: It's a good disguise, Petya, but... I don't know. I don't think it's gonna, um... work. I can forge
4: hospital documents if that's the issue. Mag taught me that much. Third degree burns on each inch of the body, requiring skin grafts and bandaging that cannot be removed. I
5: just don't think a doctor's note is gonna keep the constables off you. They'd probably take the risk of peeling your skin off. Unless... No. No, never mind. What? Let's forget it. We'll figure something else out. It's stupid.
4: Tell me your idea, Slip. I want to hear it.
5: Well, what if they weren't burns? What if it was something contagious, something the constables wouldn't want to catch? Something like this.
4: Quick rod. Fungus-like infection endemic to the outer rim, curable only through extensive chemical therapy beneath the yellow sun. Then the story would be that you are my caretaker, and so we're flying to Sarasvati to... what? Transfer to a solar planet?
5: It's believable. With the guardian angel system and everything else, Brahma's about as outer as it gets, right? Go to Sarasvati, looking to get special dispensation to cross the border towards Seoul gives us a reason to get to Sarsvati long enough for me to get what I need then get as far away from here as possible is perfect and it's an awful idea nonsense slip it's genius maybe you should keep reading that entry on quickrot
4: despite its name the flesh-eating stage of quickrot is one of the last symptoms of the infection following high fever muscle deterioration and coma
5: even if they don't try to remove the bandages, they're going to scan for all that. Like I said, it doesn't work. I'll come up with something else.
4: You could create those symptoms, couldn't you?
5: Chemically? I hate you. this isn't a good idea.
4: Well, couldn't you? <sighs> he could. And did. After weeks of research and experimentation, I took what Slip gave me. And awoke five days later on Sarasvati. The level of trust I placed in him was Idiotic, But you must remember that only a few weeks before I'd given up on survival altogether, and besides, you and I both know that there are cases in which I'm tempted to give far more of myself than is sensible to a relative stranger. It is always incredibly stupid of me, but for all the pains it's caused, it's also brought my greatest joys. It's difficult to kick a gambling habit when it's worked so well in your favor.
5: Hey there, sleepyhead. Uh, Is everything... I mean, are you feeling okay?
4: Is that... the sky?
5: Yeah. Kind of pretty, isn't it? Nice to be able to, you know, look up without waiting for the big flying death machine to drift in. (coughs) Hey, slow down. Petya, your muscles have been... eating themselves for a few days now. It's going to take a little while for your body to catch up.
4: Can you break me to the window, Slip? Please?
5: I think I could do that.
4: The section of Sarasvati's capital we settled into was also chosen to keep the constables at bay. Quick rot is not the only illness limited to the outer rim. By far the most common is something I've heard solar citizens call rim fever, but which we called, well, I suppose you would translate it as homesickness. Without getting into too much detail, the psychological effects of living so far from Earth have never been completely explored. We humans are a species of ape crafted over millions of years on a planet with certain very specific conditions. A yellow sun, blue skies and green plants, a certain level of gravity, etc. But the further one travels from Sol, the stranger life gets. Buildings are made of materials that defy classification. Not quite plant, and not quite stone, and not quite inanimate. Food becomes laden with proteins that would never occur on Earth, and so on. The hyper on these planets pay unimaginable sums to import wood and stone and seeds and gravity generators from the solar planets to build cottages that would seem quaint on Earth or Mars. Even in their proud independence, the hyper-wealthy on Brahma live in an imitation of a small village on earth. You know this place as New Kinshasa. And for the rest of us there was only homesickness, a catch-all term for hundreds or thousands of physical, mental, and emotional disorders caused by passing one's every moment in an environment one's primate body rejects. Slip had settled us in a district for the homesick, where it was unlikely we would be found. Nobody watches the homesick terribly closely. They are a grim reminder of where we may go one day, if these planets of shifting walls or discolored light claim us too. I apologize. I did not intend to retread the galactic civil war like this, but every man is a product of his surroundings, and I think you must know mine. The realities of outer life are not widely discussed in solar regions, I've found, one of the many privileges afforded to history's winners. At any rate, my recovery took several weeks, and during that time I could not leave the one small room Slip had procured for us. The window that had comforted me on my first night only maddened me as the days went on. When I was underground and certain of my death, the sky, freedom, and everyday life were easy to give up. Now that they were on the horizon, my hunger for them was ravenous. It did not help that I was alone for much of the day as well, as Slip went out to procure his chemicals, machinery, and information— and though I tried to be patient, well, I had very little to examine, and so I may have examined the one man I could a bit too closely. His chemical apparatus, for example. Slip had left his old equipment on Brahma, yet within my five unconscious days on Sarasvati, Slip had already constructed an impressive-looking lab from nothing. Machine after humming machine, and all brand new. On closer inspection I found shards of plastic glass in the grooves of one such machine. "'the fruits of a smash-and-grab, I was certain, "'though I had never seen Slip operate so forcefully. "'Which raised several questions for me, namely, "'how well did I know Slip Jackson? "'Actually, I'd known him as a meek but mischievous child "'and assumed he'd grown into a similar man, but... "'Well, I'd changed, hadn't I? "'How did I know that Slip was still someone I could trust? "'All of which I say, so that you might understand my reaction.' On the night, Slip returned from his outing, covered in blood.
6: Oh!
5: Oh yeah, that probably looks pretty scary. You don't have to worry, though. It's not my blood. Well, that part isn't, anyway. Uh, Do you mind if I, uh, sit down? Just kind of feeling, um, lightheaded? That's all? What's all? You're covered in blood! Yeah, I should probably shower, shouldn't I? Don't treat me like a fool. How about you don't act like one? Excuse me? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Just a hard day. You shouldn't have said it, but you meant it. You know how this goes. It's the same as when we were pests. Don't talk to anybody about any job they aren't working on. Plausible deniability. Well, I think I'll need to understand this project of yours if I'm going. No to- offense, Petya? But you just showed up. I've been working on this project for years, okay? Since we were kids. And I don't know if you're going to be around next week. My project is my business, so I'll handle it.
4: It stops being your business when you come home looking like both the victim and perpetrator of a murder. A killer, huh? You really think? You really think I could do something like that? Anyone can do anything, anytime, Slip. It doesn't matter how they seem. We're all more than capable of the worst humanity has to offer. And
5: you live like that? Just... What? Constantly waiting for someone to slide a knife in your ribs? You'll drive yourself crazy.
4: Well, if you find a better way to keep the knives away, I'm sure you'll let me know.
5: I'm sorry. I didn't kill anybody. The contact I was talking to... I just had to prove to you. No, that- No, if it's
4: such a hardship to tell me, I think I'd rather not know.
5: The secretive part will all be over after tomorrow. I promise. Then I can explain everything. So. Good night, Slip. Good night, Patya.
4: And so the subject was dropped. But that does not mean I'd given it up myself. Only that I decided talk would no longer satisfy me. I'm not the sleuth you are, dear detective. But I have my means of procuring proof. Deception, for example.
5: This doesn't make any sense. You're sure you can't stand?
4: I suppose we could have another demonstration, but I may need a moment to tend my bruises from the last fall. No, no,
5: don't. I'm so sorry, Petya. I'm certain it will pass, Slip. Don't blame yourself. Not just about the chemicals. Yesterday, I... Damn, I'm going to be late. We'll figure this out later, okay? I promise. Go, Slip. We'll talk about it later. I'm sorry. I really am.
4: My legs can support my weight. Now let's see what my arms can do. After deception, of course, comes disguise.
5: Oh! Oh my gosh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Are you okay?
3: Tucker, there you are. I...
5: what? I'm sorry, I think you
3: have the wrong... That's enough of that, young man. You've had me worried sick. Now give Grandmother a kiss. Uh,
5: I mean, uh, that is to say, uh, I don't actually know... Oh, sorry to be rude, but I think maybe you have the wrong guy. So, anyway, uh, gotta go. Bye. Uh, sorry. Tucker?
3: Tucker, you come back here now.
4: And of course, I
7: can always disappear. It's about time you got here, Jackson? Who's your friend?
5: Oh, geez, she's not still following me, is she? I'm sorry, it's just a misunderstanding. I wait. Oh, where is she? I thought I saw.
7: Right there, I thought. Never mind. Eyes must be playing tricks on me. You ready to talk business?
5: Love to. You got somewhere in mind?
7: Right this way, sir. Word's been going round about you, Jackson. You have a reputation as a man with specific interests. A real drive to go after those interests.
5: I do what it takes. So, how about this big bash your clients are throwing? I hear I've got an invite waiting.
3: Damn! Think, Petya,
4: think. That window, ten feet up, but with any luck.
7: Professionally impartial third party, I can't say and know all the details, but it seems clear to me that profit is their aim. The kind of profit that comes with exclusive ownership. Possession of a product nobody else is selling. The information you possess is only useful to them if you do not possess theirs. And I assume the same is true in the opposite direction. I don't mind. You are alone in that respect, Mr. Jackson, and I don't mean only in this transaction. But there is a tool we can use in situations like this one you indicated that you understood on your application. Is that true? Speak honestly now. The game is not forgiving to those who do not know how to play it.
5: I know. Let's rumble.
7: At that address, this time tomorrow, Mr. Jackson.
5: Tomorrow? Hey, no, I- Tomorrow.
7: I wish you good luck. I have a reputation for finding competent ranking and street poker players, and I hope you will not disappoint you.
4: I've never heard Slip talk like that. Rangian street poker? What in the world is that?
5: Hey, anybody out there?
4: I beat Slip back to our lodgings handily. Fear and anger are powerful propellants. <coughs>
5: Hey, uh, I'm sorry, but it's going to take one more day. But I swear after that I can explain everything. It's just this step. See, I've been planning for a really long time. Planning to play poker?
4: I wasn't aware that was a game that required preparation.
5: Poker? That lady. That was you, wasn't it? I. I thought I poisoned you. I thought you couldn't walk.
4: Well, it seems we're both full of surprises, doesn't it? Perhaps you'd like to rumble about it? You told me I poisoned you! And now you know the truth, as do I. That game you were discussing, I'm coming with you. No, you can't. What are you hiding from me, Slip?
5: I've been prepping for this game for years, Petya. It's dangerous and a bad idea,
4: And, and how I... am I to know that, Slip, when I haven't the first idea what you've been up to since we
5: arrived here? If you don't need to know, it's safer for you not to know.
4: Well, then I think I need to know. I think you need to tell me, Slip, exactly what it is we're doing here and how you've gone about it. You sound really angry. And you sound like you're stalling. Out with it now or I walk. All
5: right. All right. We landed and right away, I swear it was right away, I brought you to the homesick. It
4: was a perfect explanation. A complete one an accounting of every day and most of the hours therein from our initial arrival on Sarasvati. And I found that the more thorough, convincing, well-supported that description was, the angrier I felt. Because if Slip was a liar pretending to have my best interests at heart, he would have such a story crafted, wouldn't he? We didn't speak at all until the next day, when, as he left our shelter for his poker game, Slip found that I was waiting for him by the door morning. You ready? So you've decided I'm allowed to join your game after all. How terribly nice of you.
5: I've known you for a while now, Petya. Surest fire way to get you to come to a party is to make sure you're the only one who doesn't get an invite. So yeah, you can come. Just one last time, please. I want you to think about staying home. This is dangerous.
4: All the more reason I should be there to help. Are we leaving now?
5: I guess so. Follow me.
4: We didn't walk very far. Evidently, Slip's mysterious opponents in that day's game also desired privacy from the constable's prying eyes. They had set up beneath another home in the homesick district, a gray-green shack that rattled and expelled warm air as we approached. We entered through the front door and descended on stairs like fungus caps, soft and sighing. But as we entered through the basement door and found the arena for Slip's game... The walls became wooden, the floors carpeted, the air purified. Whoever was to face Slip that day, they must have been extraordinarily wealthy to afford a game room like that. And as for the room itself, small and simple, with chairs arrayed around a large round table in the center. Though I had seen only one entrance to the basement, another doorway waited on the wall opposite us as we entered. There were no
5: windows. Sit. People like this never show up on time. Of course. A slip, what sort of- Shh. Camera's in here, I'll bet. Good day. So you're today's entertainment. Slip Jackson. Excited we to should
8: you. not speak until our participants have arrived.
5: Oh, but- Good day.
8: You are tardy, my associate. I am required to report this, and I am required to sign the reprimand. The deed is done.
5: Is it just me, or are you seeing double? Hearing double, too. I've already lost which one came in first.
8: Slip Jackson, we're told that you have access to certain chemical information that we need, Mr. Jackson. Information regarding a certain highly profitable chemical compound. I've got the goods, sure. A complete psychoactive experience without lingering after effects. No potential for chemical dependence, but that can be added. Very profitable. Enough profit to share. Certainly. Certainly. And so before we begin, we have been authorized to provide an... alternative to Rangian street poker. Associate? What's this? A contract, Mr. Jackson. You need the chemical formula for our nausea-nope line of medical products, yes? Part of it. Work with us, Mr. Jackson. And you can learn that and much more.
5: And whatever I make, you own and sell, right? That is in the contract, yes. Sounds swell. But I'll pass. The stuff I'm making is supposed to be a break from the world. I don't think the people who can afford your junk are the ones who most need a break right now.
8: A shame. Rangian street poker it is. And you, friend of Slip Jackson? What is your name? He's not
5: playing. You ask me whatever questions you want, but leave him out of it. Then
8: Then why why is he here? here? This is not a spectator sport. This is a business transaction. One we hoped you would take seriously. Yet here you are. Yet here he is. And in a delicate situation such as ours. Yes. Very delicate. If trust cannot be established, business cannot be done. Gentlemen, if I may. He speaks. Irregular.
4: Highly irregular. I am not just a spectator to this game, but I am not a participant
8: either. Then you do serve a purpose. Explain. Easy.
4: Surely successful businessmen like yourselves can appreciate a man who places himself at the very tip of the cutting edge... Great thinkers in our Outer Rim are only just now finding that there is a force greater than money, one that can be tapped by any man, but that seems to gravitate around some more than others. A force that makes slot machines turn out their jackpots, that boosts investments beyond reason, that ensures one always finds a parking spot exactly where one needs it.
8: Doubtful. Unlikely. What, what is, is it?
4: Luck. Gentlemen. I'm only here
5: to bring Mr. Jackson luck. That's right. Meet my four-leafed clover boys, my horseshoe, my lucky charm.
4: And oh, Juno, if only that had been true.
8: If only. Colleague, make a note that we are done doing business in the Outer Rim. Noted. Now let us play. I told you I could help. I guess we'll see. As a reminder, we wager in questions here, not correct, Which means that truth is paramount. And so if we find you've lied, we, we will be forced, be forced to, to kill, kill you.
5: Yeah, yeah, I get it. Just deal them.
8: I've never
4: been nearly as skilled in the game as Slip. The labyrinthine rules of where to draw and place one's cards obfuscate a much more interesting game. How to find a stranger's weak points by whittling them down with questions.
5: My win. So what's your, like, deal? Your corporation didn't need to send two of you.
8: Each of us watches the other, to avoid corruption. The shareholders like it. Corporate espionage is the great evil of our day, second only to taxation.
5: Lucky, do me a favor. Remind me in a few hours to make them confess to tax fraud.
4: Yes, Juno. Hours. Solar show-offs like Engstrom may think that importing an exotic outer game gives them an allure but very few of them have the patience to play street poker in its original form. It's said that when Ranga was first settled, it was not uncommon for games to go on for weeks or months at a stretch. Thus we often play in teams, as I discovered at the end of our second hour.
8: I must take this call. Calls must not be unanswered. I will return shortly. If my associate commits corruption, Mr. Jackson, you must tell me. He will inform me, and I will inform you. We will be informed.
5: All right, enough dragging your heels. It's your ask, so- Greetings,
8: associate. Associate. My, that was a quick call. I do not understand. That was my associate. Then, but I mean, who is he? I am his associate. I'm afraid I don't understand. Greetings, associates. Associate.
4: I can't tell you how long that game was, Juno. There were no windows in our enclosed quarters. The doors into which the executives kept disappearing led to darkened halls. And in that place outside of time with all those faces cycling past so quickly that we could never know if we were meeting with three executives, thirty, three hundred. Time seemed not to matter. I could no longer count in seconds and minutes. Only questions.
8: What chemical processes do you use to create your flawless hallucinogen? Pass.
4: It occurred to me that perhaps this was the purpose of all those identical executives to extend the game long past exhaustion, to whittle their opponents down minute by minute while they cycled from rest to play to rest to play repeat. It could have beaten some of the greatest Rangian street poker players in the history of the game, but not Slip Jackson.
5: What's the chemical formula for nauseanope?
4: Pass. Seconded. Pass. The strategy Slip had settled upon was beautiful in its simplicity. And as many times as I have thought through that game, Juno, I have never thought of any way to beat it. Its only weakness is the incredible price one must pay to play it.
5: Let's take stock a second before we keep going. We've been tossing cards five hours now, and so far I'm, let's see, ratting on at least one of you for tax evasion, giving health tech a heads up about your hostile takeover plans, calling your ma to tell her about a, wow, a really inappropriate dream, writing- Your point is
8: taken. Let us continue. Hey,
5: hey, don't rush me. Just remind me, what do you have on me so far?
4: Even on the hands he lost, Slip could never risk giving away a secret that could cost him because he had nothing to give. His life was a blank slate, one he kept blank fastidiously. He had no
8: possessions. I have emptied the contents of the account number given. You speak inaccurately, associate. A large credit transfer requires several days. It held only four, my associate. Four thousand creds? Four. Four. My associate. He had no family. You should know, Mr. Jackson, that we have sent several armed professionals to the address you provided. My associate! You should know, Mr. Jackson, that unless you cooperate soon, those professionals may be required to witness a terrible accident involving your parents. My associate! The address given leads to a Brahmin cemetery.
5: You asked me where they were. I told you.
8: He'd
4: even cut his ties with all the pests from our younger days. He hadn't a thing in the world besides his work. I became invisible by erasing my name, Juno, but I still remained, with a past that would destroy me if I were ever recognized. But Slip had erased himself, and had gotten to it young enough that there was very little to erase. He had no family, no accounts, no possessions, and had long ago decided not to have a single person whose safety could be leveraged against him. Until me. Our opponent's winning move was inevitable. The only reason I didn't see it was that I was so in awe of Slip's dedication and so ashamed that I'd failed to appreciate him for it. And him,
8: your lucky charm. Who is he?
5: Wake up, Buttercup. Lucky's not playing.
8: Certainly. And so he does not need to answer our questions. But you do, Mr. Jackson. And so we are asking you, who is he? It became clear to me in that moment that
4: I had made a grave error in coming to this game. And looking at Slip's face, I understood why he'd been so insistent I not come with him today.
5: Uh, Pass.
4: But it was too late. There was blood in the water, and the sharks had begun their frenzy.
8: Who is he? What is his name? What is his name? What is his name? Where did he
4: come from? Where did he come from? Pass! If they knew my name, they wouldn't need shadowy operatives on another planet. They could go outside right then, grab any constable they liked, and I would be dead or worse within the hour. The responsibility
8: on Slip was taking its toll.
5: What is the chemical formula for nausea nope?
8: I think you know what we would like to know, Mr. Jackson. I think you understand that a game of chance without risk is not a game at all. I think you will not be surprised when I ask you,
6: Who, who is, is he?
8: Play it,
4: Slip. What? Can you get the information necessary to complete your compound from any organization besides this?
5: I... no. No. I don't think so.
4: Then play it. This is your life's work. I can live with the consequences of my mistake.
5: But... Play.
4: Hands and cards flew across the table. We had been in that room for I know not how many hours, but it was only then that I noticed the sour smell of sweat in the air, fanned as the cards slapped the table again and again and again. And finally... Each revealed his hand.
1: Almost got it,
3: and... Hey, who set off the goddamn fire alarm? I did ya! at a girl reader sharper than ever! And then you're done?
1: <laughs> you
2: finished whatever Sasha was asking you to do?
1: You bet, Mr. Steele. As of right this now, there ain't a single trace of evidence on the net that Sasha Wya ever existed just blasted
3: the last kilobyte! Pew pew!
2: You... what?
3: Falco, you let her do that? It was the fastest way out of here. We would've asked your opinion, but you didn't want to hear it.
1: But don't worry, Mr. Steele, it ain't all gone forever. She asked me to back up everything I took on the service down in the basement. So this asteroid right here is the only place there's any evidence Sasha Wya existed. Not even in Doc Matters own database.
2: It's the only place that...
0: Oh no. Uh...
3: Oh no what? And, uh, more importantly, how come the door's still locked?
6: Hello, Rita.
2: We need to go. Now. Sh- Mr.
6: Steele, she's about to let us out! No, she isn't.
2: Okay? She isn't. I'm sorry I didn't listen before because I could have seen this coming, but if we're going to make it out if you're alive, we need to act right now. Let's
3: just listen, alright? Even if she cuts the oxygen, it'd take a few hours for us to run out.
2: But She's not going to cut the goddamn oxygen, alright? She's going to destroy this asteroid and everything in it. This was premeditated so, murder from second one.
3: All to this all to kill. Rita? You're not making any sense, do you know?
2: Don't you get it? We are just collateral damage. The victim here, the person Director W is going to murder by blowing up this entire goddamn asteroid, is Sasha Wire. Sasha Wire. Order,
6: asteroid, shelter, XC2, b 21, Z. Z, Z has now begun its self-destruct sequence. It's God
2: damn it, Wire! I must
6: also say how sorry I am that I've lied to you here. You are a remarkable person, Rita. One that, in another life, I would have liked to see in Dark Matters. If there were more like you in the Organization, perhaps it would live up to the greater good it claims.
3: But that greater good is exactly
6: why I've lied to you, I'm afraid. The Galaxy needs a Dark Matters, but not the one it has. Director W. can bring this change because by the time my work is done, she will be a symbol, a legend, something solid and lasting and more than human. Far more than I can ever be. Far more than Sasha Wire. And so, here lies Sasha Weyer, and here lies the only evidence of her life. I apologize that I must bury you with her, but I cannot take the risk that you've hidden some last evidence of her in a place you could release to the public. Rest in peace, Rita. I assure you this is all for the greater good.
2: Your other plan, Rita, what was it?
1: It was a bad plan, Mr. Steele. I already tried it for a second, and like I told you, the oxygen all went whoosh, but like in an away way, not in a here way, Just tell me,
2: how did you cut the oxygen? Well,
1: basically, I got into the camera systems and I wrote a function that would let me turn them all on at the same time, plus activate their motors and their zooms and everything else, because I figured if I did that, it might cause a power surge and shut down the generator, which it almost did, but first the whole place started shutting down all its other systems to conserve power, and so once the oxygen got cut, I got real scared and stopped the whole thing, because I don't know if you know this, Mr. Steele, but little does need a lot of air
2: Do it again Cut the power
1: But Mr. Steele, It's our
2: only shot at unlocking that door Whoever had this place last Whoever Sasha Whoever director W took this place from They had a kid here with them
3: Hey that's right There were those kids books in the library
2: And a small bed in one of the rooms They had a kid they liked enough To give him a bedroom and books And I'm willing to bet They cooked in some kind of emergency escape sequence If the life support machines fail our only bet right now is that that sequence is there, and it activates, and it does that before this asteroid turns into gravel.
6: Three minutes to self destruct Okay, I'll try!
2: All at once, every monitor in front of Rita opened its illuminated eye. And once the blindness passed, I had to reckon with what really lay at the bottom of that staircase.
3: Door's still locked.
2: What? What the hell is that?
1: It's all the camera feeds, Mr. Steele, just like I told you. No,
2: no, I mean, I recognize those. The trophies there. Old Town Junior High didn't have enough money for trophies for the spelling bee and the counting bee, so they just made one, but it never mattered because Sasha always won both anyway. I made fun of Sasha for years for winning that thing. That's a picture of us and Nick, and that one's... Hey, stop swinging the cameras around. Let me see him again.
1: This is how I gotta blow the generator, Mr. Steele. So which one is it?
3: Keep them going, Rita.
2: <laughs> Where's that camera lead, Rita?
1: Aren't busy? It
2: says lower storage. That's the bottom of the staircase, isn't it? There's got to be something we can save. Some- hell?
6: Critical failure of life support systems detected.
0: Emergency generator activated.
3: Walk's uh, deactivated. I managed to open the door. Come on, move, move. Excuse me.
7: Uh.
3: <laughs> uh, 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 uh. A noise at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> Stop. Must have been the servers Rita was filling or something. Who cares? Just go. Uh.
2: <laughs> but I couldn't get that out of my head. The monster at the bottom of the stairs wasn't a monster at all. It was all that remained of Sasha Wire, and I was leaving it here to burn.
3: Start the car, Steel!
1: (laughs) It is the Ruby 7!
3: Oh, I missed you! I missed you! Cheerful
2: reunion later. Max power to thrusters, Ruby. How long do we have before the place blows, Falco?
3: About... That was a hell of a blast. Let's just get out of here.
1: I hope the Ruby 7 ain't sick to its carburetors. You okay out there, Ruby?
3: Rita, how you holding up back there? Still in one piece? Ruby
1: 7, what? I missed you. You
3: two are so goddamn weird about this car. Yeah, well... But whatever works, I guess. We got lucky here today, Steel. You did good in the end, but it wouldn't have mattered if we didn't get lucky.
2: I know. I'm done with all that. <sighs> I gotta make a move. And soon. The longer she has to prepare, the more likely this is all hopeless. And there's that thing the pirate at Mixplace said. Some big demonstration. The end of an age of space piracy. I've got a bad feeling, Puck. I need to get him before that month is up.
3: Get who? My family.
2: So, I wasn't done with Sasha Wire. I wanted to be. But as long as she had that target on my back and on the backs of the ones I loved, I wasn't finished. So I needed to understand her. That's what being stuck with someone is. I felt stuck to Peter Nereev, too. I asked myself if it was worth it, all the vanishing and the riddles, the journal that burned in my stomach when I read it. I could drop him in those feelings right now. He'd given me permission. Then I opened the journal and finished his entry.
4: Hands and cards flew across the table. We had been in that room for I know not how many hours. But it was only then that I noticed the sour smell of sweat in the air, fanned as the cards slapped the table again and again and again. And finally, each revealed his
8: hand. It appears you have lost Mr. Jackson. It is time for you to tell us who he is. It's all right, Slip.
4: I shouldn't have followed you. I'm sorry. Don't be.
5: His name's Arthur Dodger. Artie to his pals, which means everyone but you.
8: Associate, I am looking into him now, Associate. It is our turn to ask first, Mr. Jackson. And so, why is Mr. Dodger here with you today? Pass. That is not how the game is played, Mr. I'm doing
5: you boys a favor, dig it. Artie Dodger, age 18, from the same part of Brahma as yours truly. Wrap sheet as long as your arm and your arm and your arm all put together. And on Brahma, surviving with any kind of record means he's greased lightning on two feet. I'm spilling all that because it's half past shut eye for me, and I'd like to get to the point here, boys. So, what do you say we skip the distraction and wrap this game up?
8: I have found the records for an Arthur Dodger. It appears all the information Mr. Jackson has given us is accurate. But did you notice, my associate? Indeed, my associate. He did not answer your question. And so we repeat, Mr. Jackson. Why, why is he here, here today? today?
5: You don't want to ask that.
8: I think we do. I'm telling you it's a waste. Ask your question, Mr. Jackson.
5: Last chance, boys. You're making a big deal out of nothing. Your
8: question, Mr. Jackson. All
5: right. If you want to play hardball, what's the chemical formula for nausea nope?
8: play.
4: play. Slip's bluff had caught the executives firmly in his net. I would believe he had half a dozen more like it, but he did not need them.
5: Freedom and weep, boys. Jack of all spades. I'll be taking that formula now.
8: Very well, Mr. Jackson.
4: They finished their business quickly. Technical language and diagrams were exchanged, but I could hardly pay attention to them. My eyes were focused on the table in front of me, My thoughts were focused on keeping my face even, calm. Slip's life depended on it. By the time I'd collected myself, Slip and I were at our shelter again. Slip had already begun to pack.
5: Wow. That was a heck of a game, wasn't it? I swear, Peyton, my heart's been pounding for fourteen hours straight. (laughs) Could you, um, pass me that rack of vials over there? Please?
4: Arthur Dodger.
5: Yeah, I knew you never really liked Darty, so I sure hope I didn't offend you. And besides, he's not using the name. A laser bolt got him about ten months back, so... Slip! You lied! Shh! Not till we get off planet, okay, Pitya? Rankin Street Poker's a game that makes, uh, some really sore losers. Let's thank our lucky stars and get out of here, huh? They could kill you. That's what they said. They said if you lied... Could means maybe... They would have killed you for sure. I never asked you Well, to- I never asked you to come, alright? I know you worry about me, Peita. You you always have. It's really, you know nice of you. But I made my decision and I don't regret it. They'll never figure it out anyway. So, uh how about those vials?
4: Who are you, really?
5: I haven't lied to you. I don't want to, and I have no reason to. Then why... Why can't I believe you? Oh, Oh, Petya. Well, I think we both probably have a pretty good idea whose fault that is.
4: And just like that, it was as though he was in the room with us. Those big, loving eyes, those awful jokes, that booming laugh. I missed him horribly, Juno, and I was glad he was dead. The two feelings were set in bloody war within
5: me. Petya, listen to me. Petya. I... Listen, I I don't blame you, really. Figuring out if you can trust someone is... It's already hard enough. I can't sit here and give you, you know, a clear answer to who I am. That doesn't exist. I, I know. I
4: shouldn't have asked. I'm sorry, Slip, so. Hey,
5: uh, maybe you ought to be sorry about interrupting me. Because <laughs> I wasn't done. A person can't just tell you who they are, because we're all too complicated for that. I wouldn't know where to start. And even if I tried... I'd miss most of everything and maybe you'd think I was hiding those things from you, but it it wouldn't be true. Too much of me is invisible to me because I'm around it all the time. Every day. You can try to see the world from someone else's point of view, but at the end of the day, we're all just ourselves. We're stuck there. But just because I can't say it? doesn't mean you can't know it. All I can do is be honest, minute to minute, day by day. I'm sorry I'm not the person you apparently thought I was. But to be fair, I never said I was that person to begin with. Only you did. So, how about we make each other a promise? A promise? Promise what? A promise to be honest with each other. If we're honest, each of us can give the other the best shot at knowing us, you know? You can decide who Slip Jackson is. And, well, if he's worth your time. But that takes a while. So, what do you say? Slip, I've
4: never seen you act like I saw today.
5: (laughs) I, I don't get tongue-tied around everyone Petya, just the man I love who I hope if I'm good enough he might, you know love me back
4: Oh, Slip (laughs) This was not the end of my time with Slip Jackson I'm sorry to say, Juno The worst has yet to come. I have decided to end this first chapter with Slip's words about knowing another, because, in a way, they are why I have told you this tale at all. We cannot tell our stories without editorializing in one way or another. If I attempted to tell you this story in person, I am afraid I would have cut the moments that made me seem jealous, cowardly, insecure. I may have skipped sections that made you flinch, But this would not be the full truth, and the truth is what you deserve. In time, you will have it. I must ask you to apologize to our family for me, Juno. When I imagine the five of you clustered on our carte blanche, concerned about or furious with me, it is difficult to bear. Please tell them to neither wait nor look for me. The captain and Vespa to their retirement, "'Jet to his next grand adventure, Rita to her joy and explorations. "'It is best, I think, if we all move on. "'And perhaps you will decide it best for you to move on as well. "'I would not blame you for deciding so. "'And it is for this reason, as well as another, I will explain in time, "'that the next entry in this journal will be locked not behind a riddle, but a trial, "'and one I am certain you will dislike.' patience. I will unlock the next entry in time, dear detective, and a time of my own choosing. First, there is something I must tend to, a responsibility that grew from those early days on Brahma and Sarasvati with the first love I ever had. But not my only love, Juno. If there is one truth I can state with complete confidence, it is that. I love you. And I hope When all is told, you can bring yourself to love me too. Take care, my love. Peter Nureyev.
0: If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creator Harley Takagi Kaner and actors Noah Sims and Ellie Desautels.
4: I think it's fair to say that you're our first uh, star of screen that we've had on For sure, show. yeah. Okay, um, okay. Uh, as I, I don't know if folks are familiar with you from, you were on, um, it was Rise, right it was called? Yeah, yeah, on yes. NBC. Um, yeah, and, I played uh, Michael,
5: uh, a trans teen, uh, and yeah, no, that was a great experience. I used to say for a really long time it was like the greatest experience of my life. Um, and now you and would it. say this oh yeah
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon but especially to Osipete Rita deserves all the snacks and movie nights Evit Kani The Great Undead Benjamin Fisher SCP Chloe Puja Surti aka Bring Nereev Back Right Now or Else The Sky Will Rain Fire Silent Interim June Gashoku Aaron Ritson don't Stop Her Now Live, Allen Alice the Time Lord Red Ruby 7 Truther In Memory of Spiral Opal Eden Elizabeth Dunn Michael David Smith No Nereev, Don't Run Away, It's Forever Love Day It Has Been Zero Episodes Since Audible Kissing Noise Rohanna Ollie Nexus PJ Escaping Space Capitalism Caroline Seidman Nevermore is the goth sapphic comic you should all read. Monster kissing is trans culture. A sentient can of soda, formerly known as J. Karen Z. H. Uh-oh, Nureyev, oh no. Red L. Genetic. Minchowski. And Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. We would also like to thank everyone who helped support us in our recent Penumbra Party campaign. We loved all of the submissions we saw, but just a few that stood out to us were adrienne2020official's poem on Instagram, a bag featuring a quote from the show by Grace the Lefty, and a truly fascinating and puzzling piece of fan art by Slaughterhouse.com, a Vespa sitting on a stack of pancakes. Thank you all so very much for your support. This show could not go on without all of your help. This tale, Juno Steel and the Stone Unturned, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steele, Noah Symes as Peter Nureyev, Ellie Desautels as Slip Jackson, Kate Jones as Rita, Chelsea Ruscio as Puck Falcom, Stuart Evan Smith as the executives, Colton Stremler as the broker, and Harley Takagi Kaner as Director W. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon.